1: I think we're going to see much more of a, of a West Coast American approach to, okay. to Megan's parenting. I think she's going to be incredibly progressive. I yep. think her child will be brought up with a tremendous knowledge of the world. Diana, as we know from her true story, had already detected on the ultrasound that this was a boy, but she knew how badly her oh. husband wanted a girl. Um, so she never told Charles. we really? She talked wow. about it years later. I will make one bet. I think Kate will have a fourth. Oh,
0: do you? Yes, I do. Hi there, and welcome to New Idea Royals. It's the only podcast that reveals what really goes on behind palace doors. I'm Zoe Burrell, and today we will be talking about all the royal births and mothers throughout history. Joining us today to share her amazing knowledge is royal expert and commentator Angela Mollard. Hi, Zoe. How are you going? Hi, Ange. I'm doing well. (laughs) So, of course, the new royal baby has us fascinated with royal babies throughout history. How have they changed generally?
1: Well, they're all babies. Yes. (laughs) So they're they're pretty similar in that regard. (laughs) But apart from that, there's been huge changes in the way that they've been brought up. Um, Mm, Hasn't there? I think really, if you were to look back and say, where was the point at which it changed? I would say Diana was really the the moment where it became a Mm -hmm. hands-on, loving, affectionate mum approach. Look, the Queen was quite different with her first two children to her second two. There was obviously Mm. a large gap between her having Charles and Anne and then having Andrew and Edward. Yes, there was. And, you know, those those. Within those years, she sort of got – she was a young mum. She had taken on um, well, she the she took monarchy. on that
0: huge responsibility
1: yes. so while she, she had exactly. very young children. So she did. And mm. she had been raised, you know, by a warm, lovely parents herself. You know, her mum and dad were, were lovely. But she did feel very much at a very young age the duty um, – Andrew and uh, Edward had a lot more time with their mum. I think um, you know Princess Anne was always been a fairly strict mum. The no titles okay. for her children. They were never they never mm. had HRHs or even um, you know ladies or lords. They are just exactly. Zara and Peter um, Phillips. So very. Uh, she's very down-to-earth mum. So we've seen a lot of different sorts of, of parenting. I think what's really happened is it's become a very contemporary sort of parenting, and I think it's going to be e- interesting to see how Megan brings up her um, child. I think what we've seen with Kate and William is is hands-on parents, parents, uh, uh, talking about parents. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see.
0: Yeah, and obviously speaking of Megan,
1: mm. what
0: sort of mum do you think she is going to be with I the new baby? I think she's
1: going to be really interesting. I think she's not going to be the sort of mum we've seen. We've seen English mums. Now, the the history of England is, is, is proper, prim, yes. you know, repressed emotions, <laughs> Um, uh, you know, uh, overdressed in ties and blazers throughout their <laughs> lives. I think we're going to see much more of a, of, a, of a sort of West Coast American approach to, okay. to Megan's parenting. I think she's going to be incredibly progressive. I yep. think her child will be brought up with a tremendous knowledge of the world and a huge yes, global well, approach. I was thinking she'll sort of follow in Diana's footsteps a little yes, bit. I know I think Diana so. took mm. Harry
0: and Will to homeless shelters yes, and places homeless like, shelters like that. that. I can imagine Megan doing something like
1: that. Very much so. She will be. You know, her children will be involved in her causes. I think. I think in terms. I think she will be quite. Um, you know, the yoga and the and the healthy eating. You know, there's been a lot of talk that she's a perfectionist. That she gets up. Early. Now, I, mm. I don't have any um, problems with people being perfectionists. I think it just means that you do things well. <laughs> yeah. But when it comes to having a baby, particularly when you've um, – you know, she's 37, so she's had a lot of life. She's been an actress. She's, she's basically run her own life. Babies don't fit into – work and um career and social life Mm. schedules they just don't you can't just because you want something to happen with a baby doesn't mean it necessarily will and hence why a lot of women need to postnatal depression because they've sort of got these high career expectations of course you know there's huge changes in hormones and things as well but I think one of the ways that we can alleviate that pressure on ourselves is to is to not have as many expectations when we have new babies (gasps) I think Megan, you know, getting up at 5.30, her yoga, you know, her expectations of herself when she was here, she was making banana bread and that sort of thing. Yeah. She has incredibly high standards and, um, and, you know, that's, that's, a, I, I applaud that. But mm. I sometimes think with babies, you do actually have to go with the flow a bit. A little bit, yeah. Hopefully, she'll be <laughs> I able imagine. to. Look, I, I imagine she and Harry will be very loving parents. I'm sure Harry will be very funny. Um, and, you know, hopefully they'll share moments of that with us. Um, yes. It'll be well, interesting. Harry seems to- like such a great uncle. So, yeah, I think <laughs> he will. Sure and, I, I, you know, you always think about Harry at the Invictus Games um, in Canada, where the little girl, uh, the, the daughter of his friend, was sitting next to him and she was stealing his popcorn and he <laughs> was hilarious with her he was just so cute so I think you know I think he's going to be a wonderful dad and I think it's going to heal him as well you know not losing his mum there's been a rudderlessness to Harry and I think establishing his own family will very much solidify him he has you know um, professionally he has you know jumped in leaps and bounds in terms of the man that he is Um, and I think that a family will be the final sort of You don't ever close off the family you came from, but I think it will very much, it'll be a new anchor for him. This is his new direction. This is, this is where he goes after many years of really struggling with his mum's death. So I'm very happy for him.
0: Yes, I know. So happy for him. Great to see him as a dad. And of course, Kate and William, as you said before, are very hands on parents. What do they sort of do that previous generations haven't?
1: Yeah, look, though, um, interestingly, in the past, if you were royal, you would just, Stick to your agenda of what you had on. Kate and William very much carve out half term breaks and yes. school holidays to spend with their children. They, they uh, William has just spoken about recently about having a, Charlotte's having a birthday party, and as he said, it's going to be very rowdy. So, you know, both of them are going to be there. <laughs> we know that when he went to um, uh, New Zealand for the Anzac Day, um, uh, he wanted to be there for obviously the the victims of the Christchurch massacre. He mm. went there for Anzac Act Day, which was on the twenty fifth. But Louis's birthday was on the twenty third. So I think that suggests that he'd very you know, he's he celebrated yeah, his son's of first birthday. Want to miss then that. Jumped on jumped on a plane. I think he's an involved dad. He talks about feeling um Not having enough sleep, which indicates that there's not a nanny. (laughs) Not every parent, yes, (laughs) exactly. And I think they're much more relatable. I think um, we know from Kate very much as a mum wants to do things herself for her children. But interestingly, she's also there's also been news about the fact that she likes to do things for her husband. So she just hasn't, you know. They have, the royals have all manner of people to dress them and organize their diaries and that. But as his wife, she's very much still wants to do certain things for him that any ordinary wife would do. She previously said too that she loves to cook curries for him. Exactly, exactly. He loves those. And so she just wants to be hands on in that respect.
0: Now, on to some of the royal births. Prince Philip wasn't present at Charles's birth. But he did give the Queen a special gift. What can you
1: tell us about that? Well, it sounds heartless, doesn't it, that he wasn't at the birth? But in that it era... It was very common then, yeah, wasn't it? 1948. Mm. The, you know, many, most men weren't at the births. In fact, it was unusual if they were. So Prince Charles was born, as we know, on November the 14th, 1948. The Queen had been in labour for 30 hours, 30 the poor hours. thing. Oh, yes. my gosh. <laughs> so in, Prince um, Philip went out. He was playing squash. You know, he had some um, duties to do. He, apparently he was told of his son's arrival while drying himself off after a swim in the palace pool. Oh, wow. So he was having a lovely time. Yeah, his exactly. Meanwhile, his, his wife's in the castle being shot full of um, <laughs> um, anaesthetic. Um, so he apparently, when he first saw his son, said, oh, that he looked like a plum pudding, which was very good, adorable. But he did turn up and saw his wife straight afterwards with a beautiful bunch of red roses and carnations. So, oh, that's lovely. Yeah, it was good yeah. effort by him, I suppose, <laughs> after she'd put 30 yeah. hours in. Interestingly, the births of the other children um were you know were similar princess anne was born on august the 15th 1950 at Clarence House and just as you know when all these children are born there's these um, um, there's the firing of the Royal Horse Artillery and the Royal Salute in Hyde Park Um, and then as we know there was many years between the birth of Andrew and Edward her her next two children so it was 12 years later that the Queen gave birth to Prince Andrew that was actually at Buckingham Palace and the Queen was actually put under an anaesthetic that pretty much rendered her unconscious for that Oh wow! and then Edward of course came in 1964 and that was a break with royal tradition oh, and was it? that was because prince philip actually was there for the birth of his wow. last child he held the queen's hand throughout um, you know all the children were placed in this cream colored iron cradle which had been elizabeth's when she was a baby um, you know some some traditions had changed uh but it was a lot like when she was born um they did postpone some royal tours and they kept, yes. sort of kept their engagements a bit shorter but it very much was particularly with Charles and Anne business as usual mm, fairly soon after the babies it? were born yes mm. well they
0: went off on a tour of the commonwealth <laughs> didn't did, they you yeah, left them at home for months and
1: months and months mm. yes exactly which is why you know there's a lot of talk about there's not really a bonding between Charles and his parents um you know it was a different time they were raised yeah. by nannies of course we know William and Kate and Megan and Harry wouldn't do that now they you know we um Diana yeah. as I said was the person changed that changed it. everything she mm. took William on the trip to Australia when he was sort of nine months old and and, um, and then again Kate and William brought George to Australia when he was um, a, a youngster and yeah. so it's far more typical now that they take their children with them as, as you'd expect. Yeah of course and speaking of William and Harry what about their births? Well, they were born at the Lindo Wing, as we know. And, yes. um William was born on June the 21st, 1982. And obviously, as we know, uh, not long afterwards, Diana, looking very shy but very proud, stepped mm. out on the... Um, Steps. Charles at the time said he has the good fortune not to look like me and he said it was rather a <laughs> grown-up thing to do having a baby and he found it rather a shock to the system. He always said back in those days, I think he's got a lot better. He speaks in a way that is more relatable now, but he was so formal back yes. in those days. Apparently then obviously two two years later Harry arrived. He was uh, born on September the 15th, 1984. Now Diana, as we know from her true story, had already detected on the ultrasound that this was a Boy, But she knew how badly her husband wanted a girl. Um, So she never told Charles. Really? She talked about it years later saying that she had seen on the ultrasound that it was a boy. And, um, you know, one of her comments in Andrew Morton's Diana, Her True Story, was Charles always wanted a girl. Harry was a boy. His first comment was, oh, God, it's a boy. And his second was, he's even got red hair. Oh, now look, these this has to be seen through the eyes of yeah. Diana, who's you know um, very hurt at this time because Charles's a relationship with um, Camilla has reignited. I mean, she's she was a young mum and she, she was very um, uh, you know very vulnerable, and you, you know you you do feel sorry for her back in, in those years. But what what was wonderful was that from the get go she was an extraordinary mother, very yes. fun. She she loved those boys. She was affectionate with them. They were imbued with love. And um, what I particularly love, I love the story recently where um, the, one of the Queen's cooks came out and said that um, Harry want, used to come into the kitchen in the mornings and ask for food. And he particularly loved treacle tart. And he came in and he asked for this treacle tart. And the cook said, you know, you have to go away and ask your mum. And Diana, and the cook still actually has this post-it note, came oh, back saying, mummy says it's okay oh. And um, on a post-it note. And the cook. <laughs> So that particular sweet. cook still has that note in Diana's handwriting. So, you know, look, you know, she 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 was a fun mum. Yeah. Yes, he can have true cooked tart for I breakfast. I there are also
0: those great pictures. Her at Disneyland yeah, with them and with exactly. She took
1: them to McDonald's, which and, I and love. Exactly. <laughs> she was really normal. She wanted them to be normal. Um, I think probably... When she was going through some heartbreak, she probably shared too much with them. We know that William felt quite burdened and used to slip notes under his mum's bedroom door Mm. when he heard her crying. Um, You know, uh, she wasn't perfect, but she loved them. Yes, she did. You Mm. can
0: very much see that. And sort of moving on to something a bit lighter, we know that Fergie had a very funny addition to her outfit when she gave birth to Princess Beatrice. Well, isn't it funny? Fergie,
1: you'll never do anything, just straightforwardly. <laughs> so she um, she gave birth um, also at St. Mary's Hospital with the Lindo Wing, which as we know, Princess Anne did that as well, as mm. did Diana, as did Kate. Um Uh, Sorry, but Sarah broke with that tradition. She actually had her babies at the Portland Hospital, which I've been to that hospital in in London. It's a very sort of Prestigious hospital, um, expensive, obviously private of course, hospital. So not surprised. Um, yes, um, Princess. Beatrice, remember, I don't know if you remember, had this very unique birthday that she was born on the eighth of the eighth, nineteen eighty eight. So she always oh, had a wow. really um, very cool birthday. But yeah. Fergie came out afterwards, um, four days later, wearing a blue maternity dress, and she had this teddy bear shaped badge on her um, oh. on the dress <laughs> saying "I'm a mum," which I rather liked because it was like that's exactly oh,
0: what how you cute. know.
1: She's always fun. <laughs> Um she spent a lot of her pregnancy alone though. Um Prince Andrew was out and um off t- in uh with the navy. Oh, okay um, and then when she had her second birth with uh Eugenie in nineteen ninety, uh two years later, that was a Caesarean section birth. Okay. Um, and that was because Eugenie was in the birth breach position. So right. um so two very different births for her. Um she's a lovely mum too. Uh yes. but you know that it shows that There's all sorts of births and all sorts of child rearing within within the royal family, but you know they they're modernising,
0: and I love those two girls seem very close with their mum too. They do posting pictures on Instagram.
1: They do. They're really lovely, and they they they. In fact, I really like the whole family. It's a very modern. Fergie and Andrew's relationship gets a lot of, you know, there's a lot of speculation about it, whether what sort of relationship they have. But I really like the fact that they are yes, a separated couple, but they get on really well. They can enjoy family time together, and both. Both daughters appear to love that spending time with their mum and dad and they seem very close in it and they may not be the conventional family but it's a, you know, working family and I think that's that's really special.
0: Yeah, I mean it just goes to show how all families are different, yeah, doesn't exactly. it? <laughs> all exactly. All births, all families. Yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today, Ange. Thanks, Zoe. Can I
1: just say one thing? Yep. I will make one bet. I think Kate will have a fourth. Do you? Yes, I do. I think oh, it's touch a, It's what We'd rich people in that. London do. I think she's <laughs> going to have four kids. Because if you think about it, the Queen had boy, girl, boy, boy. Kate's had boy, girl, boy. To be Ooh. just like the Queen, she just needs one more boy on the end then.
0: <laughs> oh, well, you heard it here first, didn't you? <laughs> That's my prediction. <laughs> Well, thank you everyone for listening. For more on the Royals, please go to newidea.com.au or our Facebook page, New Idea Royals. And of course, check out our latest Royal Mini Mag in the current issue of New Idea.
1: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince.